welcome to What About Us. I am Sandy Rice, and today I'm going solo in order to update you on some news about Medicaid block grants, Tennessee's request for a modified block grant submitted last November, and a bill in the Tennessee legislature to consider or reconsider Insure Tennessee, a plan introduced by Governor Haslam in 2015 to expand Medicaid benefits. I also have an action plan that is somewhat urgent. There are several podcasts from last season discussing Medicaid, rural hospital closures, and block grants. Listen to them for a more complete backstory on these issues. A couple things I want to review and emphasize from those podcasts. Medicaid is a federal and state-funded program that provides for health services. It is not a welfare check. Medicaid provides health care services to our most vulnerable populations, low-income parents, caregivers of dependent children, low-income pregnant women, infants and children, children and adults with disabilities, low-income elderly in nursing homes, and low-income Medicare beneficiaries. Medicaid is a law. It's signed by President Lyndon Johnson in 1965 as a social safety net for low-income individuals. Under Medicaid law, the federal government provides each state a percentage between 50% and 70%, depending on a state's wealth, of whatever it costs to ensure anyone who is eligible. Certain groups of people must be covered and certain health benefits are required as a minimum. While states have latitude to be more or less generous, the core provision of the law is to take care of a health needs of low-income people and to share costs with the state. In 2010, the Obama administration, in response to increases in the number of uninsured, created the Affordable Care Act, the ACA, to provide affordable health care through subsidized plans. But low-income individuals that did not fall into one of the categories for a traditional Medicaid, pregnant, children, parents, elderly, disabled, and whose income was not high enough to meet requirements for the ACA, plans for the ACA plans fell into a coverage gap. To cover these gap folks, the ACA required states to expand their Medicaid programs. An example would be an adult, no dependents, with a chronic illness like diabetes with complications, unable to work. The federal government would provide additional funds to the state so that people in the gap could get treatment and get a job, go on with life. This requirement was struck down in 2012 by the Supreme Court, the requirement to expand Medicaid. States could not be required to expand Medicaid. They would have to choose whether to accept additional federal dollars to develop an expansion program or stay with traditional Medicaid. Since then, 36 states have said okay to billions of dollars to improve health care in their state. Tennessee has not expanded Medicaid essentially refusing an additional $1.4 billion a year that would ensure an additional 300,000 people and create 15,000 jobs. Money that would have been, uh, would have saved, would most likely have saved some rural hospitals from closing. Rural hospitals in states that have expanded are six times less likely to close and had a positive impact on our opioid crisis as well as other health care outcomes. Let's look at a few um, statistics for the federal Medicaid program. In 2018, 75 million people nationally were enrolled. Expenses 
account for 17% of the nation's health care bill. The cost is about $557 billion, 62% of that coming from the federal government and the states providing 38%. So Medicaid is a big part of the federal budget. Republicans have long sought to end Medicaid's open-ended federal matching payments by proposing a gap on spending and as well as reducing the number of Medicaid recipients. So first, how to reduce the number of people on Medicaid? In January 2018, states were encouraged to implement uh, work requirements in order to apply for Medicaid. This was and is an attempt to decrease the number of people on Medicaid by identifying, and this is quote-unquote able-bodied adults, to get work and receive insurance through an employer or be able to provide, uh, afford private insurance. This is partly based on a false idea that getting a job, preparing for a job through education and training, or even volunteering would make a person feel better, resolve depression, and increase their lifespan, all kinds of good things. There's no literature to support these claims. Actually, adults with affordable, accessible health care can achieve better health, work, care for families without government assistance, and become taxpayers instead of tax users. This is well documented. Also, myself working with the uninsured, I saw many people that wanted to work but could not due to could not due to illness, transportation, lack of work opportunities or training, and often the need to care for family members uh, who were will, who were ill. Ironically, saving the state thousands of dollars in long-term care expenses, they're not in a hospital or nursing home. Many of my rural patients had jobs that didn't have health benefits because jobs in rural areas can be low-paying, hourly, part-time, or seasonal. Also dangerous, so we have to include... Um, muscle, nerve, back, shoulder injuries in people that are unable to find work that is not dangerous or labor uh, uh, intensive, exacerbating neuromuscular problems. Uh, interesting, 60% uh, of Medicaid recipients do work but need help still with health care costs. You know, a lot of this is, um, uh, is a problem of steadily, constantly, um, astronomically increasing health care costs. Okay, so states lined up to get able-bodied adults off Medicaid, including Tennessee. But work requirement programs have been blocked by federal courts uh, or are on hold pending litigation. Work requirements would drop thousands from Medicaid who would most likely become uninsured. It would also cost states millions of dollars to administer a work requirement program. Um, now, in um, Arkansas especially, you may have heard about problems with getting to the library and figuring out the program to report your work hours, um, maybe having to uh, maybe uh, weather or, or other uh, circumstances, illness, uh, family members in need of care uh, cause people to miss work, and so they were they couldn't meet the requirement and they were kicked off. In Tennessee, an estimated 68,000 people would lose Medicaid coverage and the program would cost $19 million to administer. Um, but it would save $3.6 million. So spending $19 million to save $3.6 million uh, by disenrolling able-bodied adults. Now, Tennessee wanted to use um, some unspent funds from another federal program, Temporary Assistance to Needy Families, 
but Tennessee is running into problems shifting money around. Um, but still, legislators would rather pursue a punitive bureaucratic program uh, than use funds to assist needy families. Um, the second way to reduce the cost of the Medicaid program, and that is block grants. Block grants are a set amount of money provided to the state in exchange for some flexibility in how services would be managed. It is certainly a financial incentive for states to be more efficient, but also cut services. Block grants were a central part of federal legislation in 2017 that would have repealed the ACA. Internal party divisions with opposition to block grants from Republican governors who had expanded Medicaid helped thwart the ACA repeal efforts in 2017. Remember uh, McCain's famous thumbs down. In late January of this year, the Trump administration invited states to apply for block grants in order to save an S to in order to save billions of dollars from the Medicaid budget. Now, accepting a fixed cap of money in return for flexibility has had a lot of opposition, not only by state governors but large swaths of the healthcare industry. They contend that these fixed payments could strand states financially if the economy deteriorates. Expensive new therapies develop, like the uh, cost for hepatitis C treatment, or public health disasters, like a virus, uh, would arise. Such pressures would lead states to cut eligibility or services. It's a quote from Charles Chip Kahn III, the president of the Federation of American Hospitals, and he says, these are all the reasons you've got to be nervous about a block grant. It's based on the assumption that you can control costs and the levels of service are the same from year to year. You can get a curveball in there and it can throw the whole thing off. From children's health groups, our organizations are united in opposition to any threat to Medicaid that would dismantle a pillar program millions of families rely on at a time when child uninsurance is already on the rise. This guidance makes it even harder to guarantee children can get the care they need. Now, according to the Tennessee Justice Center, the, guide, the new federal guidelines have many harmful provisions like premiums, higher co-pays, denial of some prescription drugs, and again, emphasis on work requirements. The block grants may also violate federal law in changing the intent of Medicaid, which remembers to provide health care services to low-income individuals. Also, this is a law who can approve major changes. The Health and Human Services, as, um, the uh, Centers for uh, Medicaid, Medicare Services, Congress. So Medicaid block grants seem like a bad idea. No state has applied for one, oh, except Tennessee. TenCare, Tennessee's Medicaid program, covers 1.4 million people half of the children born in Tennessee, 60% of nursing home residents. The budget is about, is about $12.8 billion, with $7.9 billion uh, contributed by the federal government. That's their portion. So Tennessee submitted a request to the Center for Medicaid Services, or CMS, in November of 2019. The um, 2018, or the 2019 legislature directed Governor Lee to do so. They voted on that. Um, so a request uh, for a fixed amount of money, a cap, in exchange for flexibility that would allow further savings to the 10-care program. 
Also part of the deal was to add money for extra enrollees and to keep something separate from the cap, like uh, drug costs. Okay, so Tennessee's been saving apparently $2 billion a year from the current amount um, they've been getting from the federal government. They have to send all that back. Uh, and in the modified block grant, uh, they uh, include splitting this projected $2 billion in savings, uh, keeping uh, $1 billion, uh, sending a billion back instead of $2 billion, and using it for something else. Maybe addressing health care issues, or maybe not. Um, this clearly does not uh, fit with the intent of the law. Now, this block grant proposal had intense opposition in public hearings throughout the state and letters to the federal CMS during required comment periods. Despite this, the proposal was sent with minor changes to CMS in November 2019. So this is to the uh, um, Center for Medicare Services. It's a federal uh, part of the Health and Human Services Agency. Um, so Sarah Tanksley, a spokeswoman for TenCare, the state's Medicaid program, said officials there have not, uh, they've not had any substantive conversations um, since formally sending in the request. <clears throat> so Tennessee's request was sent before the January guidelines, and the likelihood that it will be uh, is need to be uh, completely redone is high. Also, as in so many things, um, we expect a legal uh, opposition. Uh, and delay not only to our uh, request, uh, but to the whole idea of Medicaid block grants. Meanwhile, thousands of Tennesseans are unable to afford commercial insurance, either outright, they drop a policy due to increasing premiums, deductibles, and out-of-pocket expenses. They may be underinsured with a low-cost policy that doesn't cover much. They may have lost their Medicaid because of lost paperwork. Now, thousands of eligible children were dropped this past year from Medicaid, unintentionally, most of them, but also Tennessee apparently for years and has been penalized for having a very outdated uh, snail mail paperwork um, system for um, renewing, enrolling, etc. Medicaid patients. It's, it's been repaired at a significant cost. Tennessee has the third largest increase of uninsured people in the nation. In 2018, 46,000 more people had lost their insurance. Uh, the Census Bureau estimates uh, that there's a total of 670,000, or one in 10 Tennesseans without insurance. Okay, when asked about this governorly explanation, uh, was that Quote, people were being bought, people being bought out of poverty because of the unemployment rates are lowered and therefore they don't qualify. qualify. Others do qualify. Some of the reasons for that would be that people choose not to tap into private insurance because the mandate, the federal mandate under ACA, was lifted. They don't have to pay a penalty um, for not having insurance. Remember all that debate. Anyway, that was lifted. Um, and their requirement to do so was taken off. There could be a number of reasons that could happen, but we need to find out why. This is a quote from Governor Lee. Um, we, we need to find out why. Well, I guess we certainly do. But Michelle Johnson, who's um, the founder of the Tennessee Justice Center, said that new census data effectively torpedoed the claim that families were leaving TenCare 
because they were obtaining private insurance. The economy is just not that good everywhere in Tennessee. Um, I just need to mention that Governor Lee said over and over that services in the block grant request would not change. But the Trump administration's clear goal is to save billions of dollars uh, from the Medicaid program nationally. So uh, something's got to give. Um, and it's usually the people on Medicaid. Um, will suffer from loss of service or just be disenrolled for whatever reason. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Tennessee ranks 42nd in the U.S. with a high prevalence of smoking, violent crime, and cancer deaths. We're number one in rural hospital closures per capita in the country. We can't even keep up with who's closed, closing, reopened with another buyer, repurchased, but can't open. Now 52% of Tennessee rural hospitals are performing financially at the same level as hospitals that have closed over the last decade, 52%. Two closed last year. Currently, Big South Fork Medical Center in Oneida is diverting patients due to payroll problems. Governor Lee arranged for some consultants to help some hospitals with refinancing. We haven't heard much on that lately, but the main problem is the inability to run a hospital when patients are not insured and have not had a history of quality, consistent health care. What's our state's response to this crisis? Again, Michelle Johnson says of the TJC says, Tennessee has played politics with the Medicaid program, resulting in catastrophic losses of coverage. Well, enough of statistics and figures and numbers. Let's look at a real person. Here's a story. Tennessee State Representative Ron Travis had a sister-in-law without insurance. She had a stomach ache but wouldn't seek care, thinking it was just a virus. Uh, this is a common response of the uninsured to wait. Finally, she, quote, couldn't stand it anymore and went to the emergency room. She died 12 hours later of sepsis. That's an overwhelming infection. Representative Travis has taken this personal tragedy to file a bill to expand Medicaid through Governor Haslam's 2015 Insure Tennessee plan. As has happened in the past, the GOP majority legislature said no way. End of discussion. It may be different this time with one of their own affected by their actions. I hope listeners have been convinced through my podcast that we need to insure Tennessee to get affordable, accessible, quality health care to uninsured Tennesseans, especially in rural areas and for rural hospitals. Healthcare is a big issue to Tennesseans. 63% want expansion. Here's a little civics lesson. Law should reflect the values and will of the people. So here's our action plan. Um, guided by, again, the Tennessee Justice Center, which I must say has never quit fighting for expanded healthcare in Tennessee or for... Um, citizens and children and families in Tennessee as well. Number one, call speaker Cameron Sexton. His number is 615-741-2343, 715-741-2343, and ask him to support Representative Travis's bill for Insure Tennessee. Speaker Sexton has been a key leader in debates about Medicaid expansion. He's a banker, so he understands the financial benefits. 
He also chaired the three-star healthy task force in 2016 that would have led to Medicaid expansion in 2017, most likely, had it not been for the election of Donald Trump, which made the legislators want to wait and see what the new administration would do. We need to continue the pressure to support the bill and make him do it, To, in other words, to give him political cover. Go to capital.tn.gov, and that's capital spelled C-A-P-I-T-O-L, dot tn.gov, and click on Find Your Legislator, and put them on speed dial, and call them about Insure Tennessee to support it. Then go to Legislators to see what district the following subcommittee represent, and if you or someone you know live in their district, ask them to call their legislator. The chairman is Representative David Hawk, and committee members are Representative Ron Grant, Representative Larry Miller, Representative Brian Terry, Representative Jason Zachary, and Representative Robin Smith. I think they're all men. Um, an all call should reference Representative Travis's bill for Insure Tennessee. Ask politely, don't demand, be respectful, and tell a story about an uninsured person uh, if you have one. Please call or write Governor Lee. In his first State of the Union, health care was one of his three top priorities, saying, quote, every Tennessee should have quality health care they can't afford, unquote. But this has really gone in the opposite direction. We need to hold him accountable to his commitments. Call him at 615-741-2001. You can Google Governor Lee to get that address uh, of him at the Capitol. All, All of the addresses for these folks, too. But I would really suggest calling them at this point. One positive note. Um, an initiative this year was to extend postpartum coverage to 12 months when it was discovered that 52 maternal deaths had occurred in the year following uh, delivery, uh, mostly due to relapse and and drug use. Okay, this is an example how policies have life, life or death consequences. Now, there is much more to do to address the maternal health crisis. Made expansion would increase access to preventive care and reduce adverse health outcomes before, during, and after pregnancy, as well as prevention and treatment of addiction. Please sign up for emails and updates from the Tennessee Justice Center. Um, I say this on all the health podcasts. Um, You can Google Tennessee Justice Center, or you can go to tnjustice.org. Um, they make it easy to be a participant in helping thousands of Tennessee, Tennesseans get affordable, accessible, quality health care. Please do it, especially for our rural residents and rural hospitals. I want to mention um, our addiction epidemic. Um, it gets worse every year. Uninsured Tennesseans cannot afford drug treatment, and the state lacks adequate addiction treat, addiction treatment resources more than 9,100 people have died in Tennessee between 2013 and 2018. Remember also that Tennessee turns down $1.4 billion a year, or $3.8 million a day, since at least 2015, when Insure Tennessee was on track 
to expand our Medicaid program. Again, it's believed that the Tennessee Modified Block Grant doesn't fit the January guidelines. Governor Lee and the legislature will probably want to wait and see. Uh, they may have to modify it to comply with any new regulations, and it will probably go to court. How long will that take? How many more rural hospitals will close? How many young people, parents of young children, will die of an overdose? How unhealthy will it be to live in Tennessee, especially in rural areas? Let's see what you can do to make a difference. Thank you for listening. Tell your friends about the podcast. It's available on iTunes and Google Play. And we'll be back with you um, in the next couple weeks uh, talking about uh, the Clean Water Act and uh, a civics lesson. So until then, uh, be healthy.